and welcome to the Fence End podcast. Uh, Simon here with Fraser, Liam and Paul. So we're, we're recording this on Sunday evening, um, after the Sunday after the Bristol Rovers game and uh, the evening after the morning when Carl Robinson lost his job. Um, not the most surprising news of the day. Perhaps, yeah, it's been coming. No, I, no, I agree. Yeah. Equally, I want to hear what the other shortlist is. Simon. Yeah. <laughs> what else is on the potentially surprising list today? Um, I agree. I agree. It's not. It's not a surprise. But at the length that this went on for, it's kind of. It wouldn't have actually shocked me if they hadn't got rid of him because it felt like yeah. they were going to try and see it through to the summer but i guess maybe that was just one too far but it um, was so bad yesterday though wasn't it yeah. it was so bad yeah oh. no, it really was i mean but for a, the first two minutes which seemed okay i mean two <laughs> two minutes is what we're talking about yeah that seemed we, not bad uh, we had a chance and when you have a chance like the we hit the post in the first half but it was this lofty loopy it was never going to go in chance and when you end the game going we hit the post as well like that's how bad yesterday was it like it as as we've seen so many times lots of possession and just nothing joseph's chance was the one moment we looked like we might score and that was it yeah and i wasn't there but the 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 atmosphere was very toxic at full time wasn't it It well it wasn't hadn't most people gone yeah, um, I think the, the atmosphere, a lot of it was kind of almost resignation from the fans. Certainly where I'm sat, there's, there wasn't the kind of anger. It was almost like, well, we've shouted as much as we can, you know, about him. It doesn't look like he's getting sacked. We, we're trying to support the team, but they're useless at the moment. And, and there's sort of a, a little bit of a gallows humour set in. Um, yeah. Like we said, just before we record, you know, the, the Bristol Rovers fans started singing sacked in the morning and... Pretty much everybody from the Oxford stands joined in. It, it, you know, it was almost, yeah, I, I, lots of booing, but but not nasty. It just seemed, yeah. you know, like, oh God, not again. Yeah. No, it's, Robinson it, must have seen it coming as well. As soon as he's managing against Joey Barton, he must have been terrified. <laughs> well, and I mean, we've been on similar. The thing is, we lost that that Burton game and the Cambridge game both really gutting losses but you you kind of looked at their form and thought well they're bad but maybe they had a couple of green shoots of recovery about them but mm. rovers are as bad as us yeah. and you thought well a draw might do here or maybe we can nick a win but to not only lose but to lose three nil and convincingly they beat yeah we made them look like a decent side yeah, yeah. i mean like you say paul i i don't th- i don't really know that carl robinson could have many arguments about how this has ended now. I mean, what the, no. what's the club supposed to do? You know, just because they're probably, from their point of view, is probably, well, look, how do we now justify this to a fan base we need to sell season tickets to in the next few weeks? We can't, you know, I'm sorry, Carl, but this, you know. It's... That is a big thing. When there's the, the five-minute fans forum that Tim Williams did, not the, not the one he's just done, the one before, he was talking about, look, if we get an extra thousand in, this is how much extra money we can put towards... You've got to make us want to come to the games because yeah. yeah, there's, yeah. there's nothing this season. I bought, you know, those Oxford United beers you can get. I bought a case yeah. of 12 and I thought every time I go and see a game that we win, I'm going to have one of those beers. Once I've had those 12, we'll be, you know, a bit into the season and we'll be on our course for promotion. I've had two. 
it, it, it's like, <laughs> what is that? Like, Hi, that is cool. It's nearly March. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And and maybe, just... maybe Tim as well. He's done the maths for a thousand extra fans through the turnstiles yeah. and how much that can impact the uh, the squad. Um, perhaps, yeah, during the week, he's perhaps gone, okay, what happens if a thousand don't turn up? It's... Yeah. I mean, it, it must all come into it. And I, I think, uh, I'm, I'm sure you've got it, planned in this Simon to talk about some of the the good memories over over the last five years because there have been plenty but I just if if they weren't going to change the manager they have to tell us what they are changing because it seemed like nothing was was being tried to mm. to do anything different yeah and that you know is famously the definition of insanity yeah the sad yeah. thing is I think if it was happened say a few months ago I, I mean I'd like to think that once the rawness of the last like month or two has gotten if he came back he'd get a good support and you'd maybe applaud him and stuff like you know like we we do with other managers that we have done well with us but i don't know (laughs) that's that's the only one surely yeah i mean i think (laughs) things like that i'd imagine are years away because it's political, isn't it? He can't come yeah. back and he's going to be step. If he comes in the next year, anywhere near the, the a game, you're kind of stepping on the new guy's shoes. Mm. Um, I mm. think, you know, I can't imagine he'd want to, you know, be near the, the I don't know what you're saying though, Paul, that's for a fan. If he comes back as a, as a manager of another team. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, yeah, well, there is that good point. Yeah. Um, I think Wickham has still got a vacancy, haven't they? But well, no, they, they seem to have, Taken on their oh, that's what would be a caretaker as oh, a right. well, we'll put them in the job and see how it goes type thing. Right. Oh, okay. Which means again, it doesn't matter how long we have this manager, they'll still have this. We've had ours longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I looked up a few things on on Carl um in in light of his uh dismissal. Um so I'd forgotten that it was a two month gap between between Clotet sacking and his appointment on the nose. It was the 22nd of January to the 22nd of March is how long it took. Um, and also that in one of these weird things that football does, the first game without Clotet was against Carl Robinson's Charlton Athletic. Yeah. Um, so that was the the game that we all loved. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that yeah. striker. Yeah, who'd have, yeah. who'd have known in the ground that day that our long search for a manager was actually in the other dugout? <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it was he was announced as the wow appointment, wasn't he, by Tiger? Which I think even he himself was a bit embarrassed about. I remember him being asked, Are you the wow appointment? and he said, No, <laughs> <laughs> I think Unless that's the safe like, answer, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Unless somebody says, Yeah, we've announced Carl Robinson, and goes, oh, yeah. Wow. You know, yeah. that's how you say wow, isn't it? You know? Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, um, I win Wilson it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's and in his stats as well, he ranks he ranks okay. Um if by the way, if Martin Brodetsky gets on to me, this is just going on Wikipedia. So if that's wrong, then that's right. Count- he writes Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, right. this is, this <laughs> okay. So he he comes up. Uh, I believe it's eighth on the win percentage uh, for all of our our managers. Uh, I'll do ninth for Simon. So the committee of board members are are top (laughs) on 54.5%. And then Carl Robinson. That was 11 games as well. That wasn't just a couple of games. That's fair enough, yeah. Yeah. Played 11-1-6. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then Carl Robinson is ninth. 
um, on 41%, um, which is across 195 games. Uh, so it was 80 wins, 52 draws and 63 defeats. Um, he, he'd probably annoy him somewhat that he falls behind. Well, there's always been said, isn't there, that he's got this little kind of rivalry with Michael Appleton in terms of Oxford fans' memories, mm-hmm. that he wanted to kind of outdo him a bit. I don't know if that's true, but that's that's kind of what went around. And he's yeah. fallen just short of him, who's on 45.1, and Chris Wilder, who's on 45. Mm-hmm. But of course, um, they left kind of before a bad run. You know, like they, yeah. Carl Roberts has had that bad run. They, they like we were what eighth or something like that when Wilder left. It, yeah. We were just outside the playoffs, I think. And you know, Appleton, it was after a you know, re- you know season where we lo- were looking. You know, it's close season, so it wasn't like after a bad run of form. Yeah. So that kind of skews it a little bit. But yeah. then 195 games, so. Yeah, yeah should anno- get rid of the extremities. Yeah. And I can remember it's... how much annoyed somebody was that it was only 99 points. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> managers um... are a strange sort. <laughs> yeah. And and to fall one month short of five years in the modern game is crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a long time to be at, at one club. Um, so with him and Ainsworth leaving their clubs in the last... The, you know, week the the list must look a bit different now, but um, yeah, so it was four years and 11 months he came in at, um, and uh, it, I don't know what the opinion in the group is, but it feels like it probably should have been slightly earlier than this. Uh, I, think, I think maybe, <laughs> I think maybe the Burton game was the time we didn't get rid of him then. I, I completely agree. I think there's a level of it being unfortunate. I, I don't know what's going on behind closed doors, but it appears something's happening in his personal life. There are lots of rumours about what that might be. And some people thrive at work in those situations, and Robinson doesn't seem to be one of those people. And that's fine. Now, in most most industries, you get like a, do you want to take a back seat for a bit and we'll get someone in to, to pick up the slack? That's not where football is. And I think, so it, it leaves the, the board one of two things. You you fire someone in the middle of their rough time or you um, you try and ride it out and hope mm. that, you know, as soon as they're out of this, this difficult situation, things pick up. That's not the way, again, that's not the way football mm. works. You, you you need that that level of consistency throughout. So I think it was inevitable. Um, and I think that if you look back at, Platette's time, there's lots of talk about that 7-0 game, which we'll all never forget. I don't think it was then, it was the Berry game. The Berry game when we went one nil up and he shushed the crowd and James <laughs> Henry shushed the, sh- the crowd but I, I've forgiven him. Um, but yeah, Platette shushed the crowd. That was the game. We'd lose 2-1. That's the game he's lost it. I think yesterday was that game. There was, there was no coming back from yesterday. Um, no. It it, it, I feel that the players, the players have been playing for him. Okay, well, there's something else wrong. Well, yesterday, the players didn't seem to be playing for him. And in the pre-match stuff from Eastwood and the post-match stuff from Brannigan, I think it was fairly clear, given get-out-of-jail-free cards and then deciding not to take them. Yeah, and that was really telling, wasn't it? The um, I I couldn't believe it that what I was reading the Eastwood article, uh, the Oxford Mail one before the game, I thought I had to read the headline again. And I thought, has he actually said that? And 
it it just seemed really damning that he I think his quote was we're not as good as we think we are mm. um which I can't imagine Carl Robinson knew about this until it came out because he, he can't he can't have been too happy about it it's it's, yeah. it's basically the goalkeeper the starting goalkeeper saying right there we are a team who are not very good but we think we're mm. better than we are and and that's down to the manager um and you know he's 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 not. They both haven't directly gone after Carl. Mm. I don't think it's a stab in the back. No. was more an interview question where he was offered a chance to back the manager up again, as he did in was it October or November? Yeah, I think yeah, so. yeah. And, and just you know, as we've mentioned, completely didn't take it. Um, just mm. just went for um, what was it? I'm I'm here for my teammates and the fans. Yeah, and, and the the club basically it it, it sort of. Do you want to stand by the manager? I just want to stand by the club. That yeah, was that was yeah. roughly what happened, yeah. and it was and eerie. I think don't Brannigan and Robinson know each other from Brannigan's childhood? So uh, like Robinson's eight, nine or something. Yeah, yeah. I think Robinson's been coaching him since he was eight at yeah. Liverpool. So mm. that's not exactly an outsider to Carl Robinson. They're they're close. Um, so yeah. when it's coming from him. Um, mm. I think the writing was just so on the wall, but I, there was still a lot. A big part of me thought they're not going to make a change. I, I, I was, yeah. I just became convinced that it wasn't going to happen. What do you think? It's finally not the first time. It? Sorry, it's not the first time that Eastwood's said something as well. That's kind of because Eastwood's quite a quiet person. There's nothing controversial about him, really. Yeah, and uh, he did an article just after Matty Taylor left and said, you know, he's really going to miss him. You know, and that is going against the grain. And then to read this one again, you know, it's, I don't know, I think that to answer your question, I think it's, it is losing that team. You know, when you lose that, and it obviously lost it beforehand, um, something maybe happened beforehand. I don't know, but maybe it was Matty Taylor leaving. It's just kind of built that rift. A little bit like because yeah he yeah. wasn't in great form but we're left with starting sam Baldock up front who went down after 20 minutes yeah. and then we've got another person who i think i heard he did his hamstring smith or something in training and you're left with odonka up front and you're like the the guy should be developing his game not the main man yeah like, it, it, and yeah and- you've, you're loaned out somebody who's a proven goal scorer regardless of how he's playing it's and i think that the taylor loan out will will just go down as a big question mark it was a bizarre thing it really was <laughs> i know at the time we talked about it and we thought well maybe it's because he's coming towards the end of a contract but you'd think they would kind of see out the season with him and i mean the guy can obviously still score goals and we desperately need one of those people who can do that um, I know he's not been that great this season. I'd argue that's more down to the service he's receiving than than his ability dropping off. But it just seemed like a bizarre thing, particularly as I know I've said this so many times, but Carl mentioned the day before that he's sharp. He's as sharp as I've ever seen him. And then the next yeah. day he's loaned out. What are you talking about? <laughs> and these inconsistencies. Like yeah. And it these seemed incons- like a big gamble. You're, you're right. You know, it was like. Yeah. Okay, I've got to do something. I'm, you know, they, he brings in uh, the lad from Hull Smith, uh, who you kind of look at and think maybe he's going to be a you know younger version of Matt Taylor, a similar type of player, fox in the box kind of thing. 
but it did at, at the time it just felt like a gamble like he was like yeah. okay, i've tried everything else i'm going to try something here and yeah didn't pay off obviously especially mm. going from we need a striker one mm. in one out doesn't yeah. Get us a, a striker. No. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a very Tory hospital way of looking at things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we have one more striker than we had before the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Really. <laughs> Kath, did you hear the satire? Did you hear the satire? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it's there are, are so many. I mean, sort of question marks there. Um, I would. I would say there are a lot of inconsistencies among the fra- the fans, and I know that we're very much in that category, and I'm sure we're very inconsistent with what we put out. But mm. to to call out, oh, loads of people are going from the backroom staff, like that head of recruitment, he's gone. Also, the cr- recruitment's been rubbish. Well, are you happy he's gone, mm. or are you sad he's gone? You can't yeah. be both. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, like, yeah. if the recruitment's bad, you should be happy that this guy's gone. You yeah, can't blame yeah. Robin, Robinson for it, or he had nothing to do with it, and you can blame Robinson mm. for it somehow, yeah. and it doesn't matter that he's got it. There's, there's no... Mm. I feel the same things. about Messinio as well. Like, people are saying, like, he should have been given a chance with us. And yeah, maybe he should have. But then they're jumping on, well, the problem is the backroom staff as well. So they mm. like <laughs> putting them in charge, it doesn't change anything. It's all right, well... Well, Messino was part of that. Yeah, we were doing marginally better before he left. Yeah. But the, you know that if Messino was here now and he was put in charge, like, that's the same old stuff. Need to get rid mm. of all of them. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It, 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 yeah. And, uh, you well, know, like the inconsistency, uh, the, there was a thread on the on the Yellows forum about the fans' visit to the training ground on, on Friday. Mm when I think people who had uh, emailed Tim Williams to sort of say, sack the manager or, you know, expressing their views, he'd invited a lot of people to the training ground on Friday. Um, and there were a few. Bloody how I bet that was busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, an orderly queue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a buffet um, spread for 4,000. <laughs> That's the shortness for the managers. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a thread on Yellow's forum about what had been said and this, that, and the other. But uh, two people who, who were there, literally one, one post after the next. So the first post was, I get the feeling that if it was Tim Williams' decision on his own, he would have sacked Carl by now, but it's not it's going to be the board mm. and then in the next threat in the next post somebody's saying well the you know carl robinson's got the chief executive in his pocket it's like well mm. so one person thinks he would have sacked him if he had the chance the next is saying he's you know so yeah, yeah it, it's a it's a tricky one i i think they did perhaps the right thing maybe we could have gone a couple of games ago but i think they've done a genuinely good thing in giving him the time yeah to, to to try and turn it round, um, it didn't happen. But they they, it's not they could not cut him off at the knees, you know. After a couple of bad results, where he could argue, well, I would have turned it round, you know. They've given yeah. him plenty of time to do that. Yeah. Not happened. Oh, um, there's yeah, there's no comeback at all on the club here. I mean, no. nobody could say this is unfair. It's perfectly reasonable yeah. that the club. I think, think all you could say is they should have done it earlier. Now. And with hindsight, yeah. with the benefit of hindsight, yeah. it's not happened. So, you know, yeah. Was, it, was it 5.5 million the, yeah. the wage bill or something, which is huge. Mm-hmm. And, that, and, and to be where we are, it just some some people that some managers they struggle with a budget. And yeah. you know, maybe Robinson's one of them. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of managers are like that, aren't they? They you presume when they have a lot more cash to play with that it, it they'll they'll produce a better team, but yeah, often they yeah, like you say, they work better having to stick to a, a much tighter budget. Cowlitz, um, for example. Yeah, I mean that. Well, they're they're a name that are being thrown around. I'm not a fan, to be honest. I no, I, not, no. They had a okay. good. They had a good cup run with Lincoln, and that yeah. led them to a promotion because of the money they got from that cup run. Yeah. Since then, they they sort of stagnated with Lincoln. They've not done well at either of their other clubs. I uh, like, not for me. No, I, I don't think I, I'd, technically. It, Tactically, not very good. No, it's the it's the Route One game, isn't it? They're, they're yeah. fans of. I, I can't. I couldn't watch that every week. Um, but you know, just and on the the Carl dismissal. Um, I think another thing would have been that because everything the club is a lot of things, but the main thing it is is a team that plays football. And the more that they're not getting a good result it affects more and more. I mean, there must have been, I know he would never disclose this, but there must have been conversations between Tim Williams and board members where he says, look, you're asking me to go on the radio every week and, and defend the 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 job that this guy has. Don't make that impossible for me. Um, you know, what, what do you want me to do here? Because, you know, I can't come on the radio and say, yeah, I take your point. He, he, we're not winning and he probably should go. I also I'm going to look something like a clown if I just keep saying, "Well, he's our guy, and we're giving him time." And so, the more that a bad result happens, I guess it's like a it's pressure, isn't it? it builds and builds and builds, and and um, yeah, I, I think the the club, you know, we're not a sacking club, really. Oh, if you think no, about it, no. Pep Clotet was sacked. I wouldn't actually put Gary Waddock in the sacking column because he was despite his record. <laughs> well, yeah, it was was it seven defeats and eight? I think. Yeah. yeah. So he was, which is actually what we've just come off the back of. <laughs> oh um, yeah, but he actually won his. his eight yeah. Won, so. yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I, it's, it's weird. He well, he technically was sacked, but um, it was more that the new owners were bringing Appleton in with them, and that was part of the whole thing. So it doesn't really count. And then before that, I guess it was Darren Patterson. Um, I think was the last person we sacked before that because Chris Wilder wasn't. He left for Northampton. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. So yeah, you know, we're not really a firing club. In it, when mm. you put us against the standard of modern football, we don't really do that. Um, and we have managers for a long time, for a long time. So um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but <laughs> there we go. just sort of <laughs> defending defending the decision. I think yeah, to a yeah. certain extent. Yeah, and uh, that you know will hopefully reflect. I was going to say, managers will look at that and think, oh, I'll, I'll be given time at this job. Mm. However, managers know what the job is like. You know, they, they, they don't go into it for the long-term career prospects. It's very much, mm. a you know, you, you understand the pressures, you understand it's a results-driven business. And if you get well, you know, well paid for it, because it is that that risk that, you know, at some point you're going to get sacked. Um, so it, it's, I think they... You said earlier, what was it that you know made them do you know finally pull the trigger? And I think it was the 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 fans from every stand going at the manager. Um, yeah. And I think with Tiger there as well today, mm. uh, yesterday rather, um, I believe there's a board meeting this coming week. So you know they'll obviously be talking about the new the, the new manager. But I just yeah, it was like you said, Fraser. At some point, Tim Williams has, has probably said, look. Yeah, we can't continue to defend him because we're losing the fans. Um, yeah. And 
it's it's funny how you go back to that Wickham game, which was, you know, only just over a month ago, um, where we said in the last but we just had the great news about the, you know, the the triangle and the and the, the lease and, and the positivity around that. We'd only been lost a couple of games in the you know in the previous 10 or 12. And we just beaten Fleetwood and Ipswich Town. Yeah, yeah. And, and it just which is mad. Wickham just, you know, from a footballing perspective. But that that kind of takes me, you know, we talked about the stadium there and, and there's this, oh, well, the, you know, the, the club is in free fall and all of that. And you kind of go, well, you know, the stadium project looks like it's coming on a pace. You know, there's all sorts of stuff going on in the background. The women's team are doing fantastically. The youth team are doing fantastically. The the training ground is now ours and, and is high tech and all of the positive things around that. Yeah, the men's first team are a bit rubbish at the moment, but that shouldn't detract from actually the board and those running the club that aren't involved with the men's first team are doing a pretty good job. You know, as a club, we'll we'll be an attractive proposition to either managers that we approach that we kind of may be out of work. There potentially is, you know, if they identify the right man, that could well be somebody that's in a job or, or potentially a manager that's in a job will approach us. And ask for you know right. I'm, I'm interested. You know, can I come and speak to you, kind of thing. So I think we're a, because we're not a hire them and fire them. You know, mm. two managers a year kind of club that will be attractive to some managers. There, lots of other things around. Mm. You know, with, with the money talked about the five and a half million. You know, wage uh, or or budget this year. That's a decent budget at this level, and you know, managers will want to get involved. Yeah, yeah. I was I was talking to my wife about it earlier because she asked what I thought about the the manager sacking and sort of said there are uh, several different squads within the club that are all being managed the same way similar recruitment training tactics all of the setup uh obviously the training facilities all of that um youth team under 16 under 18 both flying good cup runs women's team flying good cup run men's team men's Mm -hmm. first team and that, that is the point where it falls down. And if everything else is going in that direction, yeah. you've, you've got to look that, that something's wrong there. Mm. And, and, you know, and the, there, are fi- there, are, there are fine margins in these things as well, because I I, um, I was thinking earlier, what I didn't want to come in here with just uh, Carl's gone where, hey, there must be, there are positives, of course, of his reign as well. Rain. Oh, definitely. Wordy, isn't it? Rain. Yeah, um, yeah. But, he was king. <laughs> yeah, but um, in terms of in terms of him being unlucky, I don't injuries. I never buy that. Injuries happen. Get over it. That's football. But I think there are, from what I can think, there are two moments where he was genuinely. I think oh, that's unfortunate. There was the playoff final. I'm still convinced if James Henry puts his boot through that, we are a championship football club. Yeah, or if the linesman raises his flag for. The, the, the that, penalty yeah. decision because it because mm. it was offside. Yeah. Or the other I would put is that he's he was incredibly unlucky to reach 80 points and not get a playoff place. He should have had one more crack at the playoffs. I'll give him that. Um because because to reach 80 and not get a spot is insane. Um and that I think that was just last season, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um so to be fair, I think he was genuinely unlucky on those two. And everything else we've said as well about him being a leader of the football club, him sort of playing a, a guiding role through, um, you know, dark moments for the club in the last few years. And 
moments where we needed someone who was going to stand up and be vocal and sort of unite everyone. He was ideal. He was absolutely ideal in those roles. And, you know, he took, he took Oxfordshire into, into his heart. He really did. Um, and I'm, I think, you know, when we've said so many times on this podcast, when it was going well for us, for, for Oxford under Carl, it, it was outstanding. And it was, you loved that this guy was in charge because he was so full of passion and he was, you know, he was like one of us on the touchline. But as we would say, when, when he hit a rut, you know, it was, it became the opposite. And I guess that's, that was his undoing. Yeah. Was it, we'd only scored six away from home once before he was in charge and it was a six, one win. Yeah. And we, we've had two six nils <laughs> so, like in his, his time in charge, we yeah. beat West Ham four nil. Yeah, um, yeah beating one, yeah. Millwall before that to to get through. We and got the, the replay court. against Newcastle. We got the the Man City games, the Arsenal yeah. game, quarterfinals of the League Cup. Yeah, um, obviously the you, you mentioned the playoffs. I, I agree. There's nothing that could have happened to keep him in the job, but there are things with Robinson I will miss, and I will hope we get in future managers. And it's things like getting that fans' perspective. Yeah, and um, you know, defending the club thing as well. I, I, one of the things I remember was the the last game of I don't know if it's just this his sort of the first end of the year, or sorry, end of the season that he was there where he took over, or the end of his first full season. But the Blackburn game when we played Blackburn away, um, they got promotion. We were, you know, they were celebrating. I think the game was played at about half past four in the afternoon. It was quite a late one. They'd obviously, I think they'd already got promotion. Their their fans, you know, been on the beer all day. Really good uh, game as well. well. Yeah, it was a cracking game. Yeah. And one of their fans, you know, a few of their fans got on the pitch at the end of the game celebrating. But one of their fans sort of top shirt off was giving it to our, our players and being a bit sort of in their faces. Robinson spotted it, and there's a fantastic video clip of him making an absolute beeline for this little skinny scrote and grabbing him by the throat. And it's kind of like, in in the same way, you know, that was a physical confrontation, but it was, you know, it was like, no, you leave my players. You don't threaten my players. You don't threaten mm. them. I, 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 no, I will take you on if you're going to do that. And it was fantastic. You know, just literally yeah. grabbed by the throat and walked him, you know, walked him away from our players. It was just, you know, applauding us for traveling up to Blackburn, you know. And yeah, I think that he got, you're right, he got what being a fan was about. Yeah. You know, he was also, wasn't he the only person who hired a permanent, like, psychologist or something like that, like mm. for mental health? He got the mental health side of the game as well, which is so often overlooked. And that's how he got some of the players that were a bit maverick, I believe, to play because he supported them. He supported them. And there are some things that people can question about that in the last few months. But he, um, he, you know, got the importance of the mental health side of the game. And that is so lost mm. elsewhere. Yeah. I think, that, you know, you, you look at, the reaction to Joey's death, Mickey Lewis, um, I think Jim COVID. Smith as well, you know, guys, he would have known, Mickey. I think at times as well, they got Joey into the training ground to kind of impress upon the current crop of players. But this guy's a legend of the club and, and you know, learn from him, that kind of thing. And and I think, he, yeah, he did a lot of stuff off the pit and with COVID as well, you know, he, was, he became that voice of the club and, 
and and I know um, I think it was during lockdown. You know, he was phoning people, making sure they were okay. I know that not just him. You know, he but he ensured that the you know that was something that he did. The fan, the players did, and and um, yeah, did a, did a lot of of positive stuff um, off the pitch. Um, and it's but it's results, isn't it? It is a results driven business. Yeah. And, and, you know, he didn't realise that. Perhaps if this was his first season in charge, they may have let it get to the end and give him mm-hmm. another summer. I think, you know, this being his fifth, fifth full year, maybe, yeah. fifth full yeah. season, um, mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, it was was absolutely the right thing to do. Um, I, I've got I'm, no idea what he may go on to next. I, you know, I don't know if he, I don't know if they usually take some time out of football and then come back. Um, it's probably, you know, sadly that he doesn't go with the best CV he could from Oxford. The, the problem I think Carl Robinson will have is that, rightly or wrongly, football history will probably not judge his time at Oxford that well because. All it will look at is where we were when he started and where we are now. And did we do anything in between? In terms of moving divisions, no, we didn't. Um, so it's maybe unfair on him that he's going to, um, you know, probably not be judged that well here. But the people in, you know, who appoint managers will, I'm sure, do a lot, you know, more deeper digging into someone than that. Um, so, but uh, yeah. He told us a good game. And if it, like yeah, well, that's his main, that's his thing, isn't it? He yeah, is very yeah, yeah. Good. He's a very good talker. Yeah, um, but he sets uh, teams up to attack as well. I, this season has been particularly, but I, I think I, I saw a, a stat over the weekend that if we continue continue at the goals per game for and against this season, we'll be about the same for goals conceded as we were last season. Um, this is the scoring. That's the it's the scoring. Yeah, we yeah. kind of if carries on like this, we'll be at around fifty. And last season, I think it was eighty six. So it's defensively, yeah. we're we're not a lot different to what we have been previous years. You know, we were always appearing in those little kind of graphical infographics. You know, yeah. top point scorers or you know top points for twenty twenty two or twenty twenty one and top goal scorers and. It was kind of us, Liverpool, Man City, you know, and and we were we was a fantastic team to watch at those, you know, when when we were flying, we were we were fantastic scoring goals, and that yeah. that's what's happened this season is we're just not scoring goals. It's um now it's nice to reminisce and uh, be melancholy, <laughs> um, but the there's also a re- a reality of the situation we're in at the moment mm. where we find ourselves. Um, the table does not look that comfortable at the moment. No. Um, and we need to find a way out of it. Um, I think we're five points above the drop now with most of those teams having two games in hand on us or one game in hand. What's everyone's thoughts? We I need think... a new manager bounce. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. Really you know, we kept, we, I kept looking at, well, at least, you know, there are teams below us in the form table that are also below us in the league table. And that was true up until about three games ago. And now yeah. we're bottom of the four. No yeah. and, and, you know, you look at the last eight, we've got one point from the last eight games. Well, there's we've got 12 to go. So that's a point and a half from the next 12 games, if you take it as a, you know, the, on the points per game. Uh, just about everyone, you know, even Forrest Green are, are on two points from that. So, you know, obviously you know, we might win a game teams below us might win a game it's you know it, it's very tight 
But I think we need to have the mentality that we are in a relegation battle. Otherwise, we could get, you know, in the next four or five games, find ourselves in a relegation battle because we'll be in the, you know, in the possibly in the bottom four. And you don't want to leave it too late to suddenly go, right, we need to battle. Um, It needs to be. Well, I mean, and that that was a big part of my recent frustration with Carl Robinson. I mean, you know, you look at games like like the Cambridge game or like the, the the Rovers game. Why are we going in at half time and saying, "Oh, we really need to find something in this. We're going to fight back now." The fight back should have started four weeks ago. You know, I don't I, I don't know why it was there. There was a failure to ignite, and I guess a risk here is we have to hope the failure to ignite has left with the manager. Yeah. Because if it's still in the squad, um I, what well, I think you've happened, something we talked about as fans yesterday was whoever the new if, if it's an ex, you know, if a manager comes in from the outside before Saturday's game, great, he can do the rallying cry. If it's if it's Craig Short that needs to do that, he can come out and say, Look, what's what's gone is gone. We are now, you know, taking charge of the team. We need the fans behind us. We're in a relegation battle. We need the fans behind us. And I think all the fans now will be, right, okay, we can get behind. We've got to get behind them. Whereas yeah. it felt difficult to get behind Carl because of those continual losses where it felt like, well, whatever the fans say or do, it's not really having an impact. They're backing him. They weren't sacking him. You know, it was continual. Well, and it just felt the last three or four games like yeah. apathy. But now I think, him going will will reunite the fans behind whoever it might be. If it's yeah. the you know, if it is the backroom staff for a game or two until the new guy comes in, fine. But I just feel there's going to be okay. Let, wipe the slate clean with the players, with everything, and we've just got to survive yeah. this season. An interesting yeah. point is that we do like to take a long time to appoint um, a manager, and we mm. don't appear to have a long time. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you think they're going to do there? Uh, no, I think realistically, you've got to look at it going by the Derby game. Yeah. So you want yesterday. them to... Yeah, so yeah. you you sort of... I want someone in place, even if they're not in charge of that game. I want them in the stands. Yeah. Whether yeah. that's incredibly <laughs> greedy of me, but yeah, I, even if they didn't... They obviously didn't pull the trigger until either last night or this morning. That's fine. Mm-hmm. They must have been thinking about it. Yeah. Um, and whoever wants to come in must want as many games as possible to turn it around. Um, so that that has to they they've also, just got to be quick. The the difficulty is you want someone who can do it uh, can turn it around quickly for this mm. season and can go again next season. You yeah. don't want to say to someone, Oh, okay, here you go, have these twelve games. Yeah. And then that's it. You you want them to be the person who can also get us promoted next season. Now that's a... the, the 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 issue of director of football or head of recruitment, whatever. Tim Williams was saying, you know, titles don't really matter, but it's that kind of, let's say, head of recruitment, director of football. And yeah. they they seem to be a you know a fair way down the line of of interviewing or, or finding that that person to come in and do that job. And you kind of think, okay, that that need does that need to happen before we get the manager in? Because you know, you you want the manager to be able to work with that director of football or, or whatever that the title is going to be. You know, you what you don't want to do is bring that director of football in, identify a manager who then 
there's an issue there's a conflict you, you kind of okay that's not going to work so there's there's got to be something there that works those two positions together for the future because that's this long-term top 30 in the country plan that they've got means getting into the championship so you need to identify the man that's going to recruit and, and get the players and you know go back to that model of developing young players etc but also a manager that's going to help us survive this season um mm. whether, that, it, whether I, they look at someone and go right we're just going to get somebody in who we know can can do something quickly yeah and then we'll assess it again in the summer yeah I think that's the other option the the danger from my point of view is that they end up going Appleton did well last year. He's a bit of a fan favourite. Let's mm. get him in. He needs time. We all yeah. know he needs time. Mm. So if you've got a season and a half with him, you haven't. You've got 12 games yeah. to stay in the league. That That is the pressing issue at the moment. Wilder was more of a man manager. Wilder is the one who can do yeah. both. That yes. is currently out of work. <laughs> yeah. It's and like... It- most clubs at, at League One level, I would say, look, you come on, he's bigger than you now. But yeah. there is a history there, mm. whether that plays into it at all. Um, I, I did find it really embarrassing, in fact, with a lot of League One clubs when they go, well, well Mourinho's out of a job. And I am talking <laughs> squarely about uh, Portsmouth there. I thought we were getting Mourinho then. You didn't. Come on. Surely. Come on. Yeah. Get some sense of reality. Well, Anyone who's asking for Wilder at League One level is is not in, the, I, I don't know, not in their right mind. That seems a, like something is, I shouldn't is, be saying in 2023. But. <laughs> there is another former Oxford United manager who's currently out of work. He was, he was really... This is a board of some no, sort no, of no. committee. No. I don't want no. to hear it. So I, this is fantastic. I, I, a little while ago, I had a look to see what Pep Clotet was up to. And oh, Jesus. So obviously he went to Birmingham City after he, he was at us with us. And then uh, February 2021, he joined Brescia, Serie B in Italy. Um, so was there from February 2021 until June 2020. So six months in, in that period of time and then was sacked went to another club didn't do very well and then came back to Brescia last summer June last summer 21st of December they sack him 16th of January they reappoint him <laughs> three games later and three defeats they sack him again so it's kind of go on Wikipedia have a look basically he's gone Brescia then this come you know, spal then he goes to Brescia <laughs> And then he has like a you know about three weeks off between December and January. <laughs> then he goes back, and now he's been sacked. So it, it's kind yeah. of at least Graham Wesley. Carl Robinson will come back in a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> at least Graham Wesley had gaps between Stevenage. Yeah, you know, ten yeah, years. Yeah, and yeah. Is it Ferguson at Peterborough? Oh, yeah, Ferguson like four times, camp. isn't it? Now yeah. it's his fourth, fourth God. stint. Um, yeah. yeah, there are a few, a few like that seem to return to their own uh, old stomping grounds and. Mm-hmm. Historically, it doesn't work too well either, does it? No, no, not no. usually. Um, Nathan Jones Dennis comes up Smith a lot. Kind of okay, but we were well. I didn't really. We struggled. Um, yeah, it's it, Jim Smith. It didn't really work. Uh, yeah, I think it. You just got to hope. I, I mean, it is something that Tim Williams has said that they they you know they're using very good people to identify the talent that they're looking for in terms of these positions. Using good, you know, good headhunting companies that that find the right people. 
maybe maybe they they have to go short term to get us out of this situation and then allow a manager the summer transfer window to bring players in get rid of because at the moment we're stuck with the players we've got there might be one or two you know um players who, who didn't get who were let go in the january transfer window it might be available there's very few though we we Whoever it is, he's got to work with the players we've got and get something out of them. And that might, like we say, that might just need a man manager because they're not rubbish players. You know, they've they've shown earlier in the season that there's there's you know some decent players there. Maybe you know the likes of Josh Murphy, um, Jacob, which is his brother plays for Newcastle. Whatever, Jacob or Josh. We've got Josh. Josh, that's it. Sorry. So you know, getting him playing that might just need a different man. You know, different management, man management technique for him. Um, well, you've so- also got to look at players like Ocean Smith is the obvious mm. one, but there are several fringe players we've got who, yeah. either you know, even under the caretaker manager, either the caretaker manager says, "Look, it's a fresh chance; you can impress mm. me," or they'll go in the stands watching will be the people looking to apply for the job, impress them like yeah. they. they that's where the the new manager upturn comes from, and so you've got to, like, instead of having X amount of players, we've got X plus five. The, those those players who weren't getting that look in having to step up, which means the players that were getting a look in have to step up also. So it it should give us a bit of a boost somewhere. Yeah, is a theory I'd like to believe. <laughs> Um, I see Nathan Jones's name flying around a bit. Um, yeah. Obviously, he was in the Premier League this season, um, yeah. but with Southampton. So, <laughs> yeah, and like awful record with them. Yeah, like flying with with Luton, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then Critchley comes up a lot. He's just been sacked by QPR. Yeah, one um, you know, good season with Blackpool, then left to become a number two, a little bit like Appleton did. You know, did a very yeah. well with us, left to become a number two, and then. Back at QPR and, and did dreadfully at QPR. Yeah, and I mean, I mean the... QPR are one of those sacking clubs, though. Yeah, like, but, yeah. but he didn't do well. You know, it's it was. Yeah. A... I mean, not, not on the Michael Appleton thing. Um, I I agree with you, Liam. That um, I mean, one, he's not an impact manager, and two, I just it's 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 the revisiting thing. I'm just not really a fan of it. I I don't think you should make appointments like that based on emotion or based on nostalgia and things like that. It's not, I just think it kind of clouds your judgment a bit. And, and his record isn't that good. No. Oh, outside of one season. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, it's, it, he had a pretty bad first season with us. Then he had the 15, 16 season and the, the league one season after that was, was pretty good. I think we finished ninth or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah. had some good uh, we were solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had two good years with us, but um, and you know everything that came with it—the players and the culture around the club at the time. But the the um, like you say, if you look at his record at any other club, there's a playoff final with Lincoln City, but there's not really much else that that he's excelled in. Um, and I, you know, I love Michael Appleton. He's an absolute legend of our football club and he managed my favourite period I've ever had watching this football club. But I just kind of think some things are best left where they happened and yeah. and just leave that where it was. You know, it's great. Let's remember it for what it was. It was amazing. You know, and I don't know that to try and reignite that. I don't know that our owners would be interested anyway. They weren't here then. They won't have the same... 
you know, kind of feeling about it that we will. Um, and, and I think in the same way that we often talk about, you know, the, the limitations of our players and it's kind of, well, they're third division footballers, you know, they're not perfect. If they were better, they'd be playing at the higher levels. Yeah. It's the same with the managers we're looking at. You know, the, the likes of Critchley, if we're talking about Appleton, you know, Liam Richardson, who was at Wigan, yeah. Grant McCann, who was at Hull and Peterborough, you know, then they're, they're not perfect. None of them are going to be the perfect manager. They, they, they all have certain limitations. You know, we might feel actually I didn't do very well there or whatever it might be because we're, we're in that kind of looking <laughs> at, at League One managers whether they go with something new, something different, you know, going back to that third division footballers, you know, sometimes you can you can find a Kemar Roof who you kind of think, mm, will he will he do it? Will he not? And then you find it and it's a gem. Other times you try it and it doesn't work, you know, and it's sort of there's that risk with unknowns. I think you could give the likes of Grant McCann, Liam Richardson, you know, Critchley, they do it, they know how to manage football clubs. But is that what we want? You know, well, you do. You want someone who knows how to manage. <laughs> do, do do we go with that kind of steady seven out of ten tried and tested, or or do we do something different? Is this then perhaps the time that we don't want to do something different because we need someone who knows to hit the ground running? And that might then be that it is the somebody to take us through to the summer. Um, with those managers being out of work, they might go, yeah, fancy that. You know, Liam Richardson Sam doesn't want to move his family down from the north. So it might be, actually, no, let's, okay, what have I got? We've got three months, have we? Yeah, fine. I'll live out of a suitcase for three months. And if I keep you up, you know, good bonus. And then maybe we'll look in the summer. But it it, it allows that flexibility to get the right man in in the summer to then rebuild the squad. Because we can't rebuild the squad now. We, it's, it's a difficult sort of position. And you know, as Oxford fans, let's just let's just be self-indulgent for a second. Oxford United is an attractive prospect. It really is. At the moment, especially, it, it, you know, it's hopefully going to continue to be a solid League One club. Um, the stuff with the stadium, the part of the country that it's in, it's got a decent fan base. It's an attractive prospect. I think sometimes we don't think that we are. Um, but I honestly think if they're doing it in a way where they're welcoming applicants... I think there'll be a lot of them. If it's you know they're just check, they're just speaking to people they want to, then you know yeah, fair enough. But honestly, I think there'd be a huge interest on an application basis for for our job. Um, you know, it would be. I think we're very attractive to to people who want to prove themselves at this level. Um, who do you want them, Fraser? I, I was sort of hoping you would take the job. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I guess the first question is, is there anyone look to? Yeah. Um, I know people talk about Stevie Kinnebrook, um, and, and I know he's not internal, but Andy Wing has been talked about a lot. Seems a, an extremely able manager from what he's done. Um, but do you need someone at the moment who you know will get you out? Yeah, yeah it's that, you know, there's... Massinio was the you know the player that people were going well what, you know, ideal position. If we were to bring in a player from you know I don't know where let's have a look at the table who's in the table uh, Charlton you know a, a, a centre half who plays for Charlton who's just coming to the end of his career and wants to get into coaching and we appoint them as manager we'd be going what have we done mm. and yet we mm. want that with Massinio because we know him 
And there's always yeah. that familiarity. Oh, oh, yeah, I know him. So th that's a name. I, I think we yeah. could end up with, you know, either we might get the Ramon Diaz thing where, you know, everybody <laughs> thought it was going to be whoever it was, Mickey Adams, was it, or something like that? And then all of a sudden yeah. it's like, that doesn't look like Mickey Adams. It's no. and it's like, no, it's not. It's uh, and Ramon it, Diaz who plays like Tina and managed River Plate and stuff like that. It's like, wow. <laughs> It seems mad to think that it's five, six years ago that we had the whole Frank Lampard, Patrick Cliver era. Do you Craig that? Bellamy. Craig yeah. Bellamy. Wasn't that one actually close? It, like basic, basically done until Tiger took over. Oh, yeah. right. Okay, right. Yeah. But, has, anyone you know, on, on, has anyone got anyone here got a name they think, I really want that guy? Uh, for me, I would want Wilder if you could get him because he is that person who can operate on a small budget um he did with northampton well, he I can rebuild it's, it's the annoying he thing can of, he can squad. he can do it on a small budget or a big budget yeah and he can then rebuild the squad the only issue is there was that whole thing about youngsters and stuff and we do like to yet let youngsters come through but i think We've we've got to get somebody who can do that job now. But also remember, I hate to use the term "we're on a journey," but <laughs> we are just about to get. Yeah, you know, we're looking to get planning permission on the new stadium. We've got a huge budget. We want to be a top thirty club. That is the ambition. We need somebody who can take us there, as well as keep us now. Ideally, I have the name. Tim okay. Walker. Oh, no. Tim Walker. Hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. He's the man behind whom we can all unite. Anyway, hi, yeah. We ought to do the hi, Tim, before we go too far. Hi, Tim. But you don't actually have the, the managerial name. No. If, if you need someone to take a photo of a football, he's your man. Yeah. Is, I, yeah. I agree with Paul in that I think Chris Wilder would be a great appointment until the summer. I think. He's, you know, that motivation, the big games against Swindon, you know, the the Decanio era where, you know, Decanio came here on a hell of a run and Wilder just got him in his head and, and managed those big games very well. Same with the, you know, the playoff final. And it's all, you know, there's that cliche, you know, we've now got 12 cup finals before the end of the season. And I, I if, if he's available and fancies it, I think he would do a good job of you know getting getting a squad working organized hard to beat and and, and we've got and some then, talented footballers and, and and then assess in the summer and it yeah. might be that he is the right man in the summer he, his yeah. ideas might align with the owners but i think yeah. right now we need somebody to keep us up I, yeah i think with him as well you've got somebody who because when he first came in we had a lot of overplayed overpaid rubbish players mm. And he got rid of them. We we may need some of that because you've got a lot of people who say, you know, we've got Crocs in the squad and that sort of thing. And we've got that budget. But does that squad line up with that? It doesn't really. So we need somebody who can do that clear out. And then you look what he did with Sheffield United, yeah. where he just built and kept rebuilding mm. and then got them to the Premier League. You know, you need that sub somebody who hopefully can do both or you do just get somebody who can just do the job six month contract or whatever or contract to the summer then we'll reassess then mm. but yeah i mean wilder would be the one that i would go to 
Also, the thing he'd come back with that he didn't have when he left here is a wealth of contacts from higher up the the pyramid. That I mean, it takes an effort to remember now that it's nine years ago that he left us. It, sometimes it doesn't feel that long ago, but it's almost basically a decade. Mm. Um, and it also is hard to remember that um, it, it was very bitter when he left, wasn't it? Between the, yeah. between the club and him, it wasn't good. And I think that kind of sat around for a couple of years after he'd gone. We weren't, you know, we didn't really like each other much, did we? But, you know, as it's, you know, the, the old thing, time is a healer. Um, and it's a and different it's, club in a way. Yeah, you know, yeah. No one's here. United, but it's different people. Yeah, no one's yeah. here who, who was, the, I mean, we're all still here, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're the ones who used to shout at him. But, um, yeah, I think also there was, there was a, when he left, there was a feeling of, um, his point of view was, uh, I'm the best for the club. You have no idea what I'm capable of. Our point of view was, you haven't delivered really again since we came up four years ago, whatever it was at the point. Um, so we're not going to offer you a new contract. And in fairness to Chris Wilder, he he proved us wrong massively. <laughs> he showed us. he yeah. absolutely and, did. He he, and he he didn't have the budget we thought he had either. Yeah, no, that's true. Well, this all came out years later, yeah. didn't it? But um, you know, he uh, had that amazing season with Northampton um, to then go and get double promotion with his hometown club. I mean, yeah. And, and, he, and he, that first season in the Premier League, they were finished just outside the European places. You know, a, yeah. like you say, a club that's had double promotions and into the Premier League for the first time in, in a long, long time, you'd yeah. expect they would have been favourites to come straight back down. And, yeah. and he did tactically very very different stuff you know they had over, overlapping center halves you know they they did something quite different with the way they played so he's, he's yeah. clearly a, a, a creative thinker in terms of of tactics he's not a you know a bog standard 4-4-2 or knock it long to the big man he thinks about the game he's you know clearly a, a very astute yeah. manager that that i think also has that motivational side to him and, mm. and a, you know plays the big games well I think he might yeah. just be held back by he's just had this career in the Premier League and the yeah. Championship. Do I want to go to a relegation fight in League One? Mm. Uh, I don't know. It might be a hard sell. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what his ego's like now. <laughs> I don't but know. He he, he did leave. Wilder. Sorry, yeah, he he left us to go to a relegation fight in League Two. Yeah. Yeah, we, we were in, uh, no, yeah, we were in League Two at the time, anyway, weren't we? We were, um, but, it, but but we were fringe playoffs, and yeah. he went to were yeah. they second from bottom, third yeah. from yeah. bottom? He did a testimonial as well, didn't he? Didn't he do a testimonial or something like that? He's yeah. come back to the club since. Well, he, the he came back to play in the um, Mickey Lewis game. Mm. Oh yes, yes, he did. Yeah, but I think in the same way that you know Chris Wilder wasn't somebody that we'd heard of when he joined us. You know, no, that's true. Yeah. But he apparently, you know, he interviews very well, as they say. And, and, and yeah, uh, assistant at Halifax. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of that wasn't. And you, you perhaps think in the same way that you know Halifax were. I don't know where they were in in the pyramid at the time compared to us. There might be a League Two manager who's doing fantastically well. You know, in a with a a, a forward thinking club that might fancy taking that one stage further. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's going to be interesting. I think it, how it they sell whoever they bring in and how they uh, explain what they want to do with that. You know, like I say, they might have that same idea. They might say we need somebody to keep us up, and that's what we'll do now. And in the summer, we will reassess. But for the moment, 
this is the guy we all want you to get behind. And yeah. he, his job is keep us up, make sure that we are a League One club next year, and then we'll look again. Or they might come in and say, surprises with someone we, we've not mentioned, not even thought of, not been on the radar. And they say, this is a guy we've identified from quite a long time ago that we think will, you know, take us into the championship. But we're starting him, you know, a few months earlier than we were anticipating um, and hope that works. The one Step thing's forward. for sure, this is probably going to go out on Monday, isn't it, this part? Yeah, it will, yeah. So we are we are rivaling the, the dub from BBC Oxford. The thing mm. that we have that they don't have is we have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And they <laughs> might have an inkling. So <laughs> if, if you're listening to this, we are absolutely, you know, it's, it's blind guesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a clue. And Robin Cohen was on our podcast before that one. So yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Mind you, I think she worked for the BBC before she was on ours. So that's not. Yeah, I don't know who I want. Um, I, what I want is um, I love it when there's a surprise when you get the mm. the Chris Wilder in. He's like, "What? We've got the assistant from Halifax. What?" Yeah. And then it works. I love that, um, but. I, I just think Tim Williams' first five-minute fans forum where he said um, it's, it's getting rid of the manager becomes a lottery. We've had to enter that lottery now, but mm. whoever you get in, you want to give yourself the best chances of winning. And, yeah, and that's the, that is the priority. Yeah, because I, I think, uh, we've said it before on here, but I, I really think a drop to League Two would be just... Um, borderline catastrophic for what the club is trying to do at the moment. Um, I mean, it's a drop in income, it's consistent wages, which is not the way around you want to do things. Um, and you know, the a lot of the, the stuff around the stadium is billing it as a championship football club's home. If you suddenly put yourself two divisions away from that, it gets a bit kind of muddies the water a bit and you know you're gonna have to mount a whole new promotion you're gonna have to bankroll and attempt to come straight back up there's all sorts of things let's just not do that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's I, I agree and and i think that what happened this morning is with all of that in mind maybe on the, the wrap-up of, of carl here i think it's it's a shame a man's a man's lost his job the football club acted in the best interest of the football club and i don't think I think maybe even Carl Robinson would um, maybe not now, but a couple of years down the line would agree that um, his departure from Oxford is is what was best for for all at the at the time. I think it's it's got to be the case. He is, and we've we've said in both a good way and a bad way in the last few years. First and foremost, a football fan. Hmm. There is hmm. no way he can look at this even now in the heat of emotion. He can look at this and go, "Well, that's unjust." Hmm. There, yeah. there was nothing at that game yesterday. As soon as that penalty was given away, there was nothing that indicated that we were going to get anything. And you're talking about a team that couldn't buy a win we were playing against. Go As soon as they're 2-0 up, you think, well, get one back and they'll shake. We didn't look like anything was going to cause them a threat. It was... No. It was poor. Yeah. Yeah. I think... You know, Step forward, Sol Campbell. <laughs> oh, no. that'll, that'll reunite the, uh, the fan base yeah. <laughs> against the new manager I've oh, just looked at a few um, Paul Lambert, there seemed to be a reason he's not been in a job for a while 
but his last job, I believe, was League One level, and he's got a good record. As he said, the the Liams are about. Um, I jokingly said Sam Allardyce, but he's not up to much. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, my gut says if if you can swing it, that you get a an unheard of under the radar guy, then then go for it. But it, uh, as long as it's not, you, you can't go a cheap option. You've you've got to do what you genuinely think is like this is our best shot yeah. at a mm-hmm. staying in the league and b competing next year. Yeah, false economy. You're right to go for the cheap option because if it doesn't work, it's going to cost you a hell of a lot of money. Um, yeah, and which yeah would be like you say disastrous. I think ultimately, yeah, Carl. We saw some of the best football we've seen in a long time at the club. You know, it was attacking stuff. We scored goals um, when it was going right. He was fantastic. You know, he spoke like a fan. Uh, the things he did off the pitch. <laughs> In terms of you know the the uh, you know Womble's funeral that kind of thing he came down on a on his you know, we didn't have a game that weekend it was the Friday he came to that didn't need to and I think from a human level uh, he, he he seemed in the, any dealings I have with him a decent bloke um, mm-hmm. some people might say differently but I think ultimately you know we had some good times um, and it's it just it hasn't worked out but that's football. Um, if there's, if there's one thing you can guarantee, the football managers will get, will eventually leave. Um, and I think for most people, he goes with our best wishes. Um, wishing well in the future and all of that sort of stuff, as long as it's not when he's playing us. And and yeah, we 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 move on to the new chapter of uh, of a you know committee of board members running the club now until the summer. <laughs> Step forward, Mister Neil Williams. <laughs> I will do it if if any of the board are listening we'll step in absolutely it'll be fine yeah Kath, if you're listening come back it, it's yeah I think all we can say as as you know as podcasters and as fans is we now need to get behind the players and the club and whoever comes in you know Robbie Fowler next <laughs> don't <laughs> I did see uh um Ginger moods on uh, on Twitter. That so, was funny. So who who gets uh, custody of Robbie Fowler? Uh, <laughs> very very good. Um, yeah, that that would be fun if he they named him, wouldn't it? That would um, I'm sure. I'll tell you what. Interest does come into it a, a little bit. Whoever the manager is is almost a signal of intent by the board after yeah. keeping Robinson on for so long. It, it it's a big statement. Whoever they get in. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And if they're going, sorry, we were we were all having a laugh, and then I suddenly went seriously though. Yeah, so I I guess that's it. it, Yeah, it is a case of twelve games. Let's get behind whoever it is. Yeah, Um, Yeah. and and we reassess in the summer. We we go again, as as the phrase often is. Um, But until then, until unless you know, we might be needing to. Do another pod midweek when the new manager gets announced, whoever it is. And uh, I just and, think you're optimistic with your timescale, Simon. I think, well, yeah, I think you're right. I think I think we're probably <laughs> nothing until the the weekend. So uh, we'll we'll report back after Lincoln. Um, yeah, who haven't lost at home all season, have they? Hey. <laughs> well, no, but and that was the thing. You say what you like about Robinson. He did put losing runs to an end. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah. I can name a few clubs in the last eight games we've played that he's put that losing run to an end. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it might well be that, um, yeah, we uh, it's going to be tricky, but there yeah. we go. Stranger things have happened. But, uh, but in the meantime, um, yeah, everyone take care of each other, take care of yourselves, um, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye Kyle.